Green interwebs, it's Jackie Kane. Welcome for another edition of Game and Chill. Well, at least the chill part. I figure since last time wasn't in a game and chill proper, and mostly just gameplay a section of gameplay that I happen to be rambling in anyways. I never actually got around to art block, and I figure I started off with that this time, and if the video has gone too long afterwards, maybe do a little bit of gameplay afterwards, and maybe throw some relevant gameplay in the mix as I'm um, just rambling about things. Also, apologies if like this and a couple of the first Game Builder Garage stuff I've been recording sounds a little off. It's been like nah. It's been in. It's been hot. Like 80 degree hot, and that is hot for me, so I'm just running the AC, and I'm not really, like, feeling ambitious enough to sacrifice my comfort for a possible better sound quality. So that's, like, going through and editing the Game Builder Garage stuff. It seems to be sounding fine enough as is, so I'm just gonna run with it. Before I get into like the art block talk though, might as well give an update to things been going on with content lately, because there has been a few minor changes. First and foremost, you might have had a feeling from last game and chill that Pokemon Go Valley was going to be a lot less of a focus going forward, and it turns out that it turns out to be even more so the case. Haven't recorded anything new since that one Great League remix battle. I even had another Great League team in mind, but I haven't, but I wasn't never feeling up to... I forget if I wasn't motivated, or I just didn't have the time to record before I swapped over to Ultra League. And now, I just don't feel that great about Pokemon Go as a whole, let alone GBL. So, I don't know when I'm going to actually feel motivated to record anything more, and I'm kind of at the point of feeling confident in saying that that stuff is done. It's, it's had a nice run, so if that's the end of GBL on the content, then I'm okay with that. If I get what if I happen to get back into the game and really notice a new cup that really I've been having fun with and want to share a team or two with, maybe I'll throw another one here and there, but I kind of feel like it's going to be leaning out of the schedule as the month comes in. And definitely enough pre-recorded stuff, especially with taking last week off, to last me until just about the end of the month. But I get the feeling like once we get into September, Pokemon Go as a whole on YouTube is going to have a lot less of a focus. Who knows though, maybe some miracle will change in between then and the next one of these vlogs. On the brighter side, there's been a bit more going on with Game Builder Garage. In fact, just the other day I recorded like three videos worth of just going through the archives of things I still had safe on my Switch when it comes to game slash levels, and just doing like a little showcase on some of the favorite games that I've gotten through just RNG giving me random levels as I was raiding them on Grandpa's Game Garage. They seem to be turning out pretty nice and they're, I feel pretty happy with them using them as filler content in between stream bots. First one of those will probably be coming in a week or two depending on exactly what I decided to do with one of these last 
GBL videos I still have in the archive. Because, yeah, even though I'm not recording anymore, as I said, there's enough content to last the majority of the month still. But I hope when they do come around, you enjoy the videos along with the games that are being featured within them. Hey there, I figure I'd add a quick post-post commentary. Because there's a game that's recently launched their Kickstarter that I really want the best for. So I figure I'd just give it a quick plug here. The game is called Lux Primora, I believe it's pronounced. It's a fantasy RPG striving to make the genre more accessible, both from the mechanic standpoints and in literal accessibility features. So far from the few screenshots that they've shown of the prototype and the music that they share so far, it's shaping up to be fantastic in just art style and music alone, but what really drew me to it was inspirations they took from one of my other favorite RPGs, Golden Sun. Kind of fitting to talk about here considering how much Golden Sun footage I'll probably be using for filler in Game and Chill, and how much Overseer of the Elements labeling's been going on. If my ramblings on the latter ever caught your interest, I highly encourage you to check out the Kickstarter now. I'll be sure to have a link to it in the video description. Because this game seems to have the same inspirations I have of taking a game slash games that I've really enjoyed and just improving from them. Highlight what's good and memorable about them and trim out all the things that may have aged over the years. Especially the class system. From what I've seen so far, it is heavily inspired by the Jin's class system from Golden Sun, which you may hear me ramble about when I'm making comparisons to Overseer of the Elements. But unlike Overseer of the Elements, this actually has the potential of being a real game. Speaking of taking inspiration from Golden Sun and running with it, they also seem to really be hyping up this Lumen Arena mode. Which seems like colossal from the Golden Sun games. It's a pretty fun side mode that you only really see like for a few minutes. Essentially it's like a battle gauntlet with obstacle courses that you go through to get to the fight and you're rewarded based on how quickly you do in the obstacle course section. So if you solve the puzzles and get to the battle arena before your opponent, you get an advantage in the fight. Like I know in Golden Sun, you would get a piece of equipment that you get to use for the battle. Lost Age has a similar, pretty much takes it in the opposite direction, where you start out with your equipment, but after every obstacle course you usually have to dump one or two of them. But if you get there first, you have to get rid of less equipment than if you got there second. And what I've been reading up on this Lux Arena mode, it seems to be taking in that same spirit of solve the puzzles and get to the battle before your opponent, and you get an edge in that particular battle. What I find cool about this Arena mode, and a natural evolution for a Golden Sun inspired game, they're planning on implementing this not just as a one time throwaway sort of mini game, but as a main part of the game itself as like an anti-grinding system. So apparently instead of just doing random battle after random battle, you can just play this arena mode instead and gain just as much if not more experience than trying to grind it out. And if that wasn't cool enough, they're also using this arena mode to showcase the gameplay of the game without spoiling too much of the story. 
For a game that revolves a lot around puzzle solving and customizing your class on the fly, even in the middle of battle, depending on how you use particular creatures that affect your classes, I think this is a perfect way to showcase the game without spoiling too much of it. In fact, I already backed the game enough to get access to the alpha arena, because that's just exactly what I want from the game, like that's exactly what I wanted to see, just I can wait until the game is done for the story and all that, I just want to see how it plays because it's been so long since I've played the game with a class system like Golden Sun and from what I read up, this game is really following it to a T, or at least taking everything that I liked about the class system from those games. It does have a few twists of its own. Big one that stands out to me is how this this game's gonna call them spirits that you use within the battle that do all the cool stuff like extra attacks and affecting your classes as you use them or don't use them. And that would be those spirits run on their own timer slash turn system. So using one's not completely tied to your character, which sounds like you could use your characters for battle as well as the spirits separately, which I think will bring a unique gameplay element to this try and true system that I love so much. And that's exactly what I want video games to do. I don't need a new Golden Sun game. I won't complain about a new Golden Sun game, but I just wanted to see more people actually experimenting around with that particular class system, and this game seems to fit all the expectations I want out of that to a T. So yeah, I highly would appreciate it if anyone watching this would just take a couple minutes to check out the Kickstarter page and see if this game is for them. Because I want to see this game go places, and I'll be honest, I'm a little worried about if it'll meet the Kickstarter goal as is. There's still plenty of time as I'm recording this, and they've made a lot of progress for how soon it was, but I guess I'm just so used to seeing Kickstarters get completed a lot quicker, so <laughs> I can't help but be a little concerned, especially considering there's something I've been I've been looking forward to something like this for ages. To the point if you've been following my art and uh, getting the inspiration to try to do something like this myself, even if I know I'll never actually get around to actually programming it. With August 1st being the 20 year anniversary of Golden Sun, a lot of the times when I was working on drawings on the computer, that time was focused on refining the Golden Sun piece that I did for the 20th anniversary, as well as trying to get as much done of the Dark Dawn piece as I could, so I would have at least something to share on that anniversary. So, there's that, and just finalizing the coloring for my Soul Spirit drawing, which I'll share when we get more into Overseer of the Elements, don't worry for the one or two of you who care. I'm going to dedicate a whole section of this game, which I'll just talk more about that. But yeah, haven't really had too much time to work on fan art otherwise. It's a little bit of a shame because, like, as I've seen people on social posts like Chie's birthday, and I'm slowly being reminded about just how many characters, video game characters especially, that I enjoy that I haven't drawn in a long period of time. So I think now that that anniversary piece is over, 
there will be a bit more focus on fan art in general. Only caveat is just I've been so caught up with doing concept art for Overseer's Elements. It's just been so exciting for me lately because, like, it's a, sketching things out has been allowing me to flesh out a lot of ideas and, more importantly, like, present them um, in invisible format. Like, one of the most recent projects I've been finishing, because I've been jumping from one thing to another, was a whole page of my sketchbook just explaining of how soul spirits work. Mostly for the people who've never played a Golden Sun game before, but there's a little there's a little taste of what makes it different in that as well. But there's gonna be other pages that I make in the future that go more into like the team up and other aspects that really make the battle mechanics of the game fun. It doesn't help that it's kind of already been just a whatever my mind feels like doing that day, because like, this was started... I started this up in the middle of working on the concept page for one of the early ga game levels. And then like, in the middle of this big Soul Spirit project, I got the idea of just making... jumping ahead of page and drawing out some more classes. Um. Maybe if I remember, I'll put them up now, otherwise we can talk more. There'll be plenty of time for me to show Overseer Element sketches when I'm actually talking about that proper. That little chance was all just to say that as much as I want to do get back into fan art, especially with characters I haven't drawn so long, jeez, like, I can't believe that it's been like over five years since I've last done a Persona character of all freaking things. The Overseer element stuff's been getting priority, and I don't even feel bad because it's a special in my heart, and it does make me feel good to actually get some conceptual things out on paper at the very least. I did like start a sketch of Yukiko and didn't finish it. In my defense, it was milk. I was trying to do it during a work break, like those 15 minutes. 10 to 15 minute work breaks I have, and considering it's been so long since I last drove through her, it's not a surprise that like I was struggling a little bit with the style, and it kind of got put on the back burner. I dug up what page it was on, and it barely even looks like a person yet. Like I barely got past the frameworking of it. I think what happened was I was trying to do a recreation of the GA. Yukiko Pokemon Trainers piece that I did way back then, and that was for not drawing the characters in that long a period of time. That was a bit too much of a jump, so it was probably easier for me to just do a more basic sketch of the two, and then try try again to do something more complex like that redraw. Since it easily took up most of my drawing time beyond to go in some pieces, I did want to talk a bit more about Overseer and the Elements. And I, now I wish I remember exactly what I talked about the last time I went into it, but to make sure everyone's on the same page, I figure what I would do is just read through a write-up I have on what it is conceptually with a mix of mechanically. Starting off with a one sentence elevator pitch, imagine if Golden Sun slash Mario and Luigi 
had a kid and it was tutored by Persona. Still, I'm kind of on the fence of replacing Mario and Luigi with the Mother series in said elevator pitch because I'm not sure how mechanically it aligns with those games. I can definitely imagine it matching more tonally. As I currently imagine it, Overseer of the Elements is an RPG with fancy aspects in a modern world. Fun random trivia I'll throw in the mix. Really early on in childhood, it started out as a fancy RPG in a futuristic world, but in the year of 2020, we pretty much have the future here and now. Like, there's no flying cars or anything like that, but the modern world is pretty futuristic compared to when I first came up with the idea of Overseer of the Elements. It takes many inspirations from various RPGs that have shaped my childhood slash early adulthood. That would be why I keep bringing up things like Golden Sun, Persona, Mario and Luigi, slash Paper Mario. A lot of those RPGs kind of had influence on what I imagine Overseer of the Elements to be. Especially when I'm feeling ambitious and want it to have action command based gameplay in the mix of the battles. Not sure if I actually were to ever go around programming it, if that would be possible. Feels like I'm asking a lot out of myself as is, just with making a complex yet simple class system. But it's the dream concept for now, so I don't feel too bad about getting a little crazy about what I want out of it, as long as I feel that it wouldn't be too overwhelming to the player. Because while it's a fantasy, I am trying to have some sort of mold in reality when it comes to the game. Story and environment-wise, it takes a lot of cues from Golden Sun, and the more I think about it, the more I think it can also be compared to the Mother series. But I also want it to have a little bit of tongue-in-cheek humor, kind of like in a Mario RPG or even Paper Mario style. So it's lighthearted a lot of the time, especially early on in the game, but as you get more comfortable with the characters, there may be times of more tension, maybe even dark tones, to just enough to put a little stakes for the characters you're playing as. For the general gameplay loop, it would revolve around a mythical power known to a lot of people of the world as Mai. It's like magic, but pulling more from the mind. Funny enough, kind of like how PSI works in the Earthbound games. I mean, it's basically synergy from Golden Sun because if you actually pay attention to the lore of Golden Sun, even though it seems very magical, they do talk a bit about it being powers that the characters pull from their mind. But this game may go more in that direction than flat-out magic, even though people are probably still going to call it magic and I won't bat an eye. Anyways, this my power isn't kept as secretive as in the world of Golden Sun. More people have access to it. It's not completely tied to ancient artifacts or ancient part of the worlds that only select guardians have the ability to pick up. Overall, a bit more hereditary, but no, no, you're not here for that. How does it play mechanically into the game? Sorry for the tangent. So, this power 
ends up being used a lot, both in and outside of battles. A lot in the sense of Golden Sun, where there's times on the overworld where you have to solve puzzles, but sometimes you would need particular powers in order to get through particular areas. A very basic example would be if there's shrubbery blocking your path, just use your fire powers to burn the shrubbery aside. Or if you need to cross a large gap that's too far to jump, however there just so happens to be a convenient water puddle nearby that you could freeze to create a pillar to bridge the gap between the two edges that you could just hop across the ice pillar to make your way across. Or maybe you could use the power of the earth to raise the ground just enough to create a staircase up an area that would normally be too high to reach. These powers would also be used for battle, some of them even transitioning perfectly from the overworld to solve puzzles into the battles themselves. Like obviously you could use fire to burn shrubbery blocking your way, or you can use it against ice enemies in battles to make them significantly weaker. However, a key concept that makes Overseer the Elements, along with the games that inspired it, stand out from a lot of other RPGs that I'm aware of, are the creatures that are tied to the class system. They are called Soul Spirits, and essentially, they're just embodiments of each of the elements that make up the world of Overseer of the Elements. You'll find them scatter across the world throughout your adventures. Sometimes you just solve like a simple puzzle in town to reach one. Other times they'll engage you in combat, either in dungeons or the overworld, kind of like a Pokemon, and once you defeat them, they'll join your cause. Once you have Soul Spirits, you can mix and match them with your party members, and they can have various effects just from being quote-unquote equipped to that party member. Sometimes they even change the classes so drastically that the characters can completely change what types of my spells they can use, as well as their, the element that they're associated with. There are additional actions that you can take with them in battle, but I'll focus more on exactly what soul spirits are another time. One of the big things though that separates Overseer the Elements from even the games that it takes inspiration from is the team up mechanic. I mean, I guess you could argue that like that, even that takes inspiration from Mario RPG, but in combination with the whole Soul Spirit system, it becomes one of a kind. If you're familiar with Golden Sun, you may know that typically you use the creatures you collect along your journey, as on top of everything else I've mentioned, for summoning. Basically, you, once you use them in battle, they get put into a standby state, you unleash them for a super powerful attack. This works a bit differently in Overseer of the Elements, because summons are now called team-ups, and it's not just a change in name. With a few exceptions that are more so focused on boosting your elemental strength and resistance in a pinch, the majority of team-ups require two party members, maybe even the occasional three. So that alone forces you to think a lot more carefully of when to do a team-up, because like in a game similar to Golden Sun, you may typically be able to do four summons in a single turn, Overseer of the Elements, at most you'd only be able to do two. In addition, team-ups aren't just for brute strength, 
as there's many team-ups that party members can learn that are more focused on like either giving you an evasion boost in a pinch, specialized stats boost and healing, and more. As they do more team-up sketches and more soul spirit slash class sketches, hopefully it becomes more and more clear just exactly how the team-up system separates itself from the games that inspire it. And remember when I was talking about how it was a combination of games babysat by Persona? The team-up system is where the Persona elements really tie into this game. Particularly the social link system, I personally think it's one of the more genius things that come out of game design because it ties gameplay and story elements together. You're literally rewarded from a gameplay mechanic for taking the time to learn more about the characters that make up a game's world. How this ties to the team-up system is how you unlock the team-ups in the first place. Unlike other RPGs where you're often required to either learn your most powerful spells through level up, or go through a special dungeon to and be the super boss in order to unlock the ability, or even just natural story progression. Majority of team-ups are only learned as party members communicate with each other and get to know each other better. The two main ways that party members would build the bonds among each other to learn these additional team-ups would be in battle, either by doing team-ups that involve both party members or any sort of interaction that requires the two party members to work together. The secondary way, and one that honestly will probably play a lot bigger of a role in the story of Overseer of the Elements, is for just interactions that the party members will have with each other as they're progressing throughout the adventure. I'm thinking in a style similar to like Tales games. I'm not sure how many of them do this, but I know like Tales of Symbonia and Tales of Hysteria have a system where occasionally while you're traversing throughout the world, a lot of times on the overworld or in a dungeon, you'll get a button prompt to have them engage in conversation with each other. It'll be situational, depending on what's going on at that particular time, but if you do decide to engage in those conversations, the party members that are involved will grow bond and trust with each other. And it'll kind of be like a ring system where if they have enough of these interactions, they'll go up and level, and not only will they be able to work better together, either like either protecting each other from hits or getting boosts when they do team-ups together. It will also be how you learn these team-ups in the first place. There may be a couple team-ups that are tied to the plot of the game, and I also like to think that the game will be designed in a way where the majority of team-ups and the majority of the ranks that the party members have with their bonds will happen through natural gameplay. It's not something I want players to have to grind out. But I want it to be a system that rewards the player for taking the time to get to know their party members better. And maybe gameplay will differ slightly as people take preference for particular characters, whether it be using them together more in battle, or going out of their way to trigger more dialogue 
between particular party members just because they've been enjoying the character and how they grow. As a result, unlocking team-ups revolving around a particular character or two more quickly than the rest of the party. So odds are your particular playthrough of Overseer of the Elements will likely favor the party members that you enjoy the most. But as long as you play the game enough, everyone should be able to unlock all the team-ups that they have the possibility of using eventually. The main thing that would differ between playthroughs and your dialogue choices would be who gets their team-ups unlocked first. Again, I could dive more into detail of what makes Soul Spirits Soul Spirits, and the team go a little bit deeper into the team-up mechanic, but this gives you a general idea of what makes Overseer of the Elements what I'd like it to be as a game. And now that I've explained in full what Overseer of the Elements is at least once, maybe people won't be as lost and confused when I bring it up randomly in conversation, whether in videos or on social media. Anyways, let me take one last look to see if there's anything else I want to talk about in Art Block. Actually, thinking more about it, majority of the sketches I did relate to Overseer of the Elements probably fit in that arena of what Overseer of the Elements is. I think there's enough context in the sketch itself, and if not, maybe I'll talk about it in a future game and show. Main things that come to mind that I actually would want to bring note to is the team-ups that require just one party member. These are the default team-ups. These are what you have before you actually spend time with your party members and unlock the quote-unquote real team-ups. In addition, they're just, they tend to be fairly weak, maybe slightly stronger than some of your basic spells. But the main draw to them is that they give you a quick source of either elemental resistance or elemental power. I'm also considering a stronger tier of this that would require two to four soul spirits, but again, probably more powerful than your basic spells, but not as powerful as some of the team-ups you would in theory be unlocking around the time you actually get access to this higher tier. I think beyond that is just like one random sketch they did for Runaway Guys fan art and the Golden Sun pieces themselves, assuming I haven't already rambled on too much about that. The Dark Dawn piece is still a work in progress, but for the anniversary of Golden Sun, I basically did what I did with the Lost Age preview. Oh yeah, I just realized I never actually showed the Lost Age preview on Game & Chill. Maybe a quick sec to pull that up. But with that, as you can see, it's mostly just the four characters, and I made a special background for it. That way, like, I would still be able to work on the full piece, because I have each of the characters as their own separate layer, so as long as I made it a separate file, it's easy to just save as a separate project, delete the ones I wasn't using for it, and then go back to the original one to finish it off. Dark Dawn one was kind of similar process. I feel like the back, I put a little more time and care into the background, and I believe it shows. Unfortunately, it's just the three characters, but I think Dark Dawn's anniversary is like October or something. 
so I have plenty of time to finish it off. Actually though, it's already August, so I mean at the rate I was going off to go on the sun piece, especially if I start working on other projects now, uh, we'll see. I just didn't want to wait until Dark Dawn's anniversary if I finish it up early, but if it turns out that I finish it up right around that time frame, then sure, perfect time to share it. As for the Golden Sun piece though, I'm pretty happy with how this turned out. I've been working on it on and off, so it's hard to remember exactly how long I've been working on it, but it's definitely just the fact that I have eight characters, a pretty detailed background, and the fact that I shaded it along with colored it, it's definitely the most time I put into a project in a really long time. Feels like I've been working on it on and off, not including the sketching process, for at least like two to three months. But then again, like I, my the way I manage my time is all over the place, so could have just been like an hour or two here, and then like a couple weeks later, another hour or two there. Overall, though, I'm pretty happy with the way it turned out. The art style may feel a little strange, but I did have a particular idea going on with it. I've always been better at more simplistic art styles, so going into this, I decided to draw the characters in style that more reminisce their sprite work rather than their official art. Though I did like pull some details from official art that didn't exist in the sprites that felt a little weird not to have otherwise. I'm not sure if there's an example that comes right to mind. Maybe like a few details with Mia, which doesn't really matter because she's hiding in the back. There, that reminds me, I still have to like show some of the background characters, make a separate post for them. I'll be honest though, I'm not like t looking too forward to showing just Isaac individually, so maybe I'll pair him up with Mia because the hand, the hand is terrible. And I specifically put him where he is because I was going for like him like patting a friend behind the back or something something like that, and I was not happy with the way the hand turned out, so he's hiding in the bit for a reason. Uh, everyone else though I was pretty happy with, to the point where it's a bit of a shame that Felix and especially Mia had to be put in the back, like, it's a party of eight people, unless I made it really stretched out, which I want, wanted to, it felt more right to have them together as a group to some degree. Someone had to go in the back. Which kind of makes a good point to bring up why I put the party members the way they are. It's not like in the official order, as you can see, with Isaac hanging out in the background and some of the OG people are in the back, but some number in the front, and the same with Lost Age. This is the way I went about it. The first four in the main front. Are, it's the same order that I would have my party members in my first playthrough of Golden Sun to Lost Age. And so it's kind of like between that and the fact that I'm pretty sure there's at least been a couple times I've done the party order of Jenna, Piers, Ivan, and Garrett. It's kind of what I associate as my party for Golden Sun. And beyond that, I just kind of, I forget exactly why I decided to put everyone else the way they are. Some of them were particularly done to try to hide some of the parts 
that I wasn't as proud of. Like Isaac's hand, and even with Shibuya, her hand's just slightly being covered by Ivan, and that's like the part of the fingers that I wasn't, was probably the least happy with. I think Felixson was fine, and like I said, I actually feel bad that Mia's put behind the way she was, but I felt, felt like some people had to be in the back of there at least. So overall, the main goal was to have the eight party members, along with a gin of each of the elements. One for each of the party members that I associate with my playthroughs. That's why I got the water gin sleeping with Piers, the Jupiter gin with Ivan, and of course the Mars gin with Jenna. And yeah, I kind of play Garrett as the Earth of Death. So that's why he has the Venus gen. Doing a background for this, I wouldn't say it's a last minute idea because I had several weeks if not months between finishing this. Well I had several, a couple weeks between finishing this and sharing it. But I started working on the background a bit earlier than that. It was just one of the last things I was thinking of because especially when drawing so many characters I don't I'm not typically a background drawer, but I figure for the 20th anniversary of Golden Sun, and when I realized I had the time to spare, I figured I would do a little something special and make a little background for it. I went with Magma Rock, because to me it kind of symbolized the moment where Isaac's party from the first game and Felix's party from the Lost Age come together. Because it's a, it's a dungeon you do after the Jupiter Lighthouse, where the two parties meet and eventually conjoin. So again, to me, it kind of symbolizes the moments of the two parties coming together, because while you do use Isaac's party a little bit here and there for that, especially if you're backtracking for some optional items and fights, this is the first mandatory dungeon where the two parties work together. And I think that just about does it for Art Block. And since this seems like it's going to be a pretty chunky video in and of itself, I think I'll do it for Game & Chill as is. Thank you all for tuning in, and next time we meet, there'll be a bit more game with the chill. Until then, see y'all later.